<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. You know, this podcast is about informing and inspiring our listeners, introducing people to new concepts, products, ideas, and stories. It's, it's the storytelling that I love. Today, I'm introducing you to Amy. Amy, however, isn't a person. She's actually an acronym. Amy stands for Anxiety, Mood, Irritability, and Energy. She is a new nutritional neuroscience supplement that has been in development for quite some time, but whose story and whose background is really quite personal and impressive. So wait, what exactly is nutritional neuroscience? I had to look this up, but they had the definition. Where food science and neuroscience meet. It's really the study of how carbohydrates, proteins, fats, nutritional supplements, vitamins, minerals, additives, and the list could go on, can alter brain chemistry, cognition, and behavior. So this is going to be an interesting topic as I welcome you to Living Your Life with Leanne Lang, the podcast brought to you by Extension Marketing. And of course, for more information, you can always head to extensionmarketing.com. So joining us in studio, Allison Clark, who is the founder, uh, the co-founder and CEO of Statera. So great to have you here. Hi, thank you so much for having me. And I have to say thank you for for coming in because we have a baby on the other side. Yes. (laughs) On the other uh, side of the studio. Yes, we have my five-month-old. So let's hope he uh, stays asleep. We'll hope so. If you hear a little screaming in the background, we'll know what's happening. It's okay. Grandpa's on duty. Yes. And you and grandpa have quite the story. Yes, we do. Oh my goodness. We do. Um, So my dad is actually my business partner. Mm -hmm. Uh, We founded Statera, which is the name of the nutritional neuroscience research company. Um, We founded that four years ago, actually. I just got my LinkedIn notification. Everyone's wishing me like happy Happy work anniversary. anniversary. Yeah. Um, and yes, we started it four years ago. It actually got its start as a production company, um, within nutritional products. So Mm -hmm. natural health products. So that deals in protein powders, vitamins, minerals. Um, we got our start, as I said, on the production side of things. We were actually creating products for other natural health companies and clinics within the Ottawa area. Yeah. You were doing a lot of this work for others. And then this development of what essentially has become your own products kind of blossomed from there. Yes. And I love it because I was looking at your background and there's a ton of science. <laughs> nutrition. Like, I mean, I couldn't even understand half the words that were in your, you, you know, your university background and education. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a really big nerd. Um, so. which, which you want when people are developing products. I want to know that you were geeked out nerd and you know your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I did my undergraduate degree in biology. Um, and then from that was down in Southern Ontario. And then I came back up to Ottawa where I did my master's degree in a program called cellular molecular medicine. Uh, so within that research, that? it's a, it's a very broad encompassing topic actually. So the lab that I was doing my research in was primarily neuroscience focused. Um, and we focused a lot on the metabolism of neurons and neuronal stem cells in your brain. So that's where my, my neuroscience background comes mm-hmm. from. Um, once I completed my master's, I then, I, I got really lucky and uh, my supervisor from my master's actually hired me on as a research technician in her lab. And from there, I moved up to become the senior research tech fairly quickly. Uh, it was a really, really great experience working in that 
it was still fundamental research, but that very borderline um, medical pharmaceutical realm because you are you always need to have your your eye on the prize as far as how how is this a druggable target that you're looking at? How is how is this something that you could potentially manipulate to help people? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was actually working in the lab at the time when the opportunity to found Statera with my dad came up. Yeah. It's interesting when your dad picks you up to take you out for lunch <laughs> and says, hey, sweetie, I have an idea for a company. Yes. Was this something that as a child or around the family dinner table, this was these were topics you talked about? Like, where did the passion and the interest for this start? Uh, My dad is what you would say, I guess, consider a serial entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So he has owned businesses his entire life. Um, Funny enough, it had never really been a passion of mine. It was, I remember this hilarious conversation I had with my husband around the time we got engaged and I looked him dead in the eye and I said, and the one promise you have to make me is that you will never own a business. Like <laughs> that is not the life that I want. And lo and behold, like, five years later, I'm like, hey honey. Guess what? <laughs> yeah. We're going to own a business. Yeah, exactly. So I remember it so clearly. It was in the middle of the summer and I get, I'm start getting texts from my dad out of the blue, like, Ali, I want to pick you up for lunch. We're going to go for lunch. It's going to be so nice. We should hang out. Haven't had time to chat in a while. And I'm kind of thinking like, okay. Okay, what's going on? So he pulls up in the car. I get in and he's literally like glowing and he is so excited. He just looks at me. He says, Allie, we're starting a business. And I just looked at him and I said, I don't think so, but I tell me what it's all about. <laughs> are you paying for lunch? So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where are we going for lunch? Yeah, listen. pretty much, pretty much. Um, and then by that was midsummer and by October, we had the company incorporated and by the following March, we had run out the space and we're in production. Yes. So it's it's interesting to see how this came about because it wasn't something as a child, like were you did you take like where was the interest in this? That that was the science base that you chose to go down yeah. in university. Like was yeah. this something active so, supplements, things that you took or understood as a child growing up? Yeah. So, I mean, as a child, we didn't necessarily take a lot of supplements. My mom was very, very into us taking our cod liver oil. We had to take cod liver oil every day and then Flintstones vitamins. But um, nothing really intense. Honestly, I think a lot of it, um, came from my research background and more, um, my understanding of, or my interest in the body and how it works. And then I had a real interest in natural alternatives and natural products and how those could be used to alter your body. Where did that interest come from? Was it something that you felt you needed or that you were always looking for, or were you always in tune with how your body and mind were functioning together? Yeah, so I know from from my pers- like from a mental health perspective, um, I've struggled with anxiety for as long as I can remember. Um, I was officially, I guess, given a name for it when I was in high school, and I was told that I had generalized anxiety disorder and panic attacks. Um, at the time, I believe I've I've been prescribed medication on a couple uh, different times, but it just wasn't a very good fit for me. And so my own mental health was something that I very much always managed uh, a lot with physical activity, um, a lot with diet, that type of thing. So my interest in natural health products actually began more from that fitness perspective because mm-hmm. I was working out and I found running was a really, really important outlet for me just from a mental perspective. Well, they say that, right? And and a lot of times you talk with people as to how they deal with certain life circumstances. Yes. And a lot of the times with, with things that it's with anxiety or depression, it's like get outside, 
Let's go for a run and, and the out. energy and the endorphins, it, it, mm-hmm. it helps kickstart it. And there's a reason. I mean, I know there's a science behind yes. it, right? But this was something that even as a child, you understood, like, can I ask, like, what was happening as, you know, in middle school and into high school that you started to feel? Like, yeah. Where, was there an anxiety of going to class or? So as long as I can remember, um, for someone that was in school for so long, mm-hmm. uh, my earliest memories of school, I did not. I did not like at all. I would feel, I'd be very like sick before school in the mornings, like just not feeling well. Um, I also remember when I was a child, I went through a pretty, it sounds so weird now because you're a kid, right? But I went through this like terrible phase where um, I had this huge fear of getting food poisoning or throwing up, which I now know is actually a fairly common disorder. Um, and so I went through a phase where I actually didn't want to go to sleep because in my childhood brain, like oftentimes, you know, when you have food poisoning or the flu, you wake up in the night. And so I had this weird logic, like if I don't go to sleep, I won't wake up and be sick. And so I was having terrible insomnia. Um, I remember my parents actually got me, I had this CD player that I would listen to book on tapes, right? Keep your mind. <laughs> they try occupied. everything. Yeah, yes. exactly. Exactly. Um, and that was one of my, my, I guess my earliest clear memories of anxiety at the time, of course, I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. This was a completely logical approach to me, right? Like don't sleep, won't get sick. <laughs> um, and then moving, like as I got older, moving into high school, um, I was homeschooled for a while when I was younger. And so then there was a the transition back into high school, which is a completely different social environment. So you're homeschooled prior to high school? Yes. Like high school is your first integration? So I had, oh my God. I had done elementary school kind of on and off. Okay. Um, and then I had lived always down in Southern Ontario and my family moved up to Ottawa and I wanted to make friends. So I was going to go back to high school. And so I entered this world that was just complete <laughs> shell shock to me. I had no idea what was going on. I didn't even, I didn't swear. I didn't do anything. I remember there was this thing for a while when I was uh, just being in high school. My friends were always trying to get me to swear. It's like, no, I don't say bad words. <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> I was totally shell-shocked. Um, so that was obviously, again, quite stressful. And for my first couple years of school, um, I ended up missing a lot of school because I had so much anxiety about uh, going to class about I would have this feeling of being stuck in class and not being able to go home and not being able to leave I would feel very trapped and I would panic and then that would leave like lead to a panic attack um, so it was around that time that I started going to the doctor more mm-hmm. and trying to figure out what was going on looking back now and understanding <sighs> the science and the nutrition and what the body can take in yeah. to help this are you fascinated by it yeah, I'm I'm absolutely fascinated by um, your mind and your emotions and your perception, right? Because your perception is your reality and how um, things can go so wrong in your brain and you don't really have any control over it, right? But then it's finding, finding that way to regain that control and almost um, rebalance or reset or find perspective. So hmm. it's... I really wanted to put a lot of emphasis on to Amy today yes. just because I I find it fascinating. I find mm-hmm. how you come about creating these products individualized for people based on yeah. their questionnaire, based on yeah. understanding who they are. So I really want to hit on that. How did then – I know you have Statera and this was the company you know, four years ago when dad yeah. says, okay, we're going out yeah. for lunch and I have this great <laughs> idea – what was the development? Like how did all of this come about? Because it wasn't – it's almost 
by accident in a way yeah because you were working on so many other things yeah so it it sounds really cliche and I, I almost hate to say it but it did come about very organically mm-hmm. so at the time we started the company as I said I was very into fitness I was working out all the time and so our company began to take a turn towards fitness supplements um but Again, sort of with this. Was it to look a certain way? Was it for performance-based? Uh, for me, it was both. And actually, in hindsight, looking back, I would say my fitness at the time was probably not in the healthiest realm. I think it was almost uh, – Excessive? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, very much into into the appearance, into like harder, faster, longer. Um, and so at the time, fitness supplements seemed like a great thing. I can work out harder. I can work out more. Uh, but we – we always had this emphasis on something being good for your whole body because there are a lot of fitness supplements that can, they can help you lift more, but down the line that might not be very good for your adrenals, that type of thing. So we had this whole body approach and this concept that you will be your most fit in a biological sense if all your systems in your body are working well together. And so that led into this personalized fitness supplement program where we we had a questionnaire that we were looking at a whole range of health areas. We were looking at joint health, we were looking at digestive health, mood and cognition was a part of it. We were taking into account someone's fitness goals. So were they training for a run? Were they trying to put on mass? That type of thing. Um, so Who came up with the questionnaire? Uh, it was with our registered nutritionist. Okay. And so she had a lot of the background as far as doing the I guess, getting input from people and creating an output that way. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's where the base of the questionnaire came from. Now, obviously, it's been tailored and Mm -hmm. retailored for our specifics. Um, But going back to the fitness supplements, we had this fitness supplement program. It was going to be great. Obviously, I'm working out all the time, so I'm going to be on it. And naturally, in my questionnaire, of course, mood and cognition and anxiety, all that stuff comes up. So I'm on this supplement. Uh, Things are going great, working out all the time. And I've probably been on it for a month, maybe a month and a half. And I was panicked about something. And so I'm I'm on the phone with someone, I'm messaging, I'm sending emails like crazy. I was, I can't even remember what it was I was panicked about. And I get this little text message on my phone from my head of research who actually has a neuroscience and a psychology background. She sends me this message. She says, Allison, have you been taking your supplements? And I was like, no, like I've forgotten. I'm obviously really busy right now. I've emailed you six things that I need. Why are you messaging me about this? And she sends one back. She says, you need to take them. You're a lot better when you're taking them. And so- In terms of your demeanor, your personality. Yeah, I guess in terms of being <laughs> that, a boss. That's, that's a really good coworker right there. I know. So Alison, did you take your- Because how many times do we want to say that to people who we know are on meds going, did you forget to take your meds today? And it wasn't like you were on these meds, right? It was this- It, it was, was this fitness oh my God. supplement. Okay. And, and in hindsight, good on her. And I'm really yes. lucky because her and I had done our graduate school together. So we were friends as well. So we did so, have that close a relationship. Okay. So she was. Yes. For her to be able to say, you, I can tell that you haven't taken them. Yes. And she, I mean, she very much calls things like it is yes. anyway, obviously. Um, but when she first told me this, I was kind of like, you're way, you're way off base. You, you know, just get me what I need. And so naturally I turned to my husband to say, can you believe that she just said this to me? And he just backed her hundred percent. He just looked at me and said, you know, I've noticed a real difference. I do think that you're a lot better when you take them. You seem to just manage things better. And so from that point, I I stopped calling people on it. And uh, I made sure that I took them every day. Um, And then I actually, 
eventually it probably took me another three or four weeks before I started to notice a difference when I wasn't taking them. Because again, the scientist in me is like, how many days can I push it? Like, oh, if I, if I miss one Are you day. grateful for doing that though? Because yes, as a science, the science background to say, okay, let's, let's be a test subject here. Yeah. And that other people had noticed, but you needed to be able to find that Difference. Yes. Yes. And so I I think I kind of needed to find that limit myself. And I think to a certain extent, at least my personality, um, I tend to fight against things. And so it's it's maybe a weird backwards way to look at it, but I kind of think, oh, this supplement is helping me. Like, well, maybe, maybe I don't really need it. And so then I would stop it. It was like, oh, it can't be the supplement. You know, it's all these other things that I'm doing. It's not this. And so I would stop it and then push kind of the number of days. And then sure enough, my husband or someone would start to say, you know, have you been taking it? Because I'd always obviously not take it in mm-hmm. secret. <laughs> I, so. I find it fascinating. I, I do. I See, this world is fascinating to me, right? Yeah. And, that, and that you can understand the mind and the body and how certain additions to your yeah into the system is great and taking yeah. out the other things. Yeah. When you realize that there's this mental health component to these supplements yeah. that were meant for physical yeah. training. Yeah. Does that when it kind of clicks a little bit to say exactly how far can we push this product? Yeah. So at that point, I really started realizing something was going on. And then we went back and started to look at our our fitness clients and okay, who is actually buying this product and who is ordering it repeatedly? And we went back and looked and the people that were ordering it repeatedly were all women and they were all getting mood support. Most of them were also getting digestive and hormonal support. And that's when we really realized like, okay, there's something going on here that we hadn't anticipated and this is really resonating with this group. So we need to start to look into this a bit more. How do you know this? Is there a questionnaire? Like, how do you know looking back on the clients who are our regular clients? Yes. How do you figure out that that's the reason for their purchase power. Yep. It was from their questionnaires as well as the formulas that we had generated for them. So there's different formulas. Yes. So every formula is tailored to the individual. And so based on their questionnaire, what areas come up that they need more support for, we would add specific ingredients to provide that support. And so we went back and it was just like, oh my gosh, their formulas, a lot of them were very similar um, at least from an ingredient perspective, the dosages were different depending on how, like if someone scored really, really poorly in one area versus another. But a lot of the key ingredients that we were using were similar across these people. And then from questionnaire to questionnaire, so as they reordered, they're filling out more questionnaires, we we're seeing progress. So we we're actually seeing um, self-reported that mm-hmm. they were having a decrease in um, anxious feelings overall, they were scoring that their mood was higher. Uh, Overall, they were scoring that their energy levels were higher. So that when we went through and actually compiled all of that was pretty eye-opening for us because it it was eye-opening. And at the same time, we were kind of thinking, oh man, we're in entirely the wrong area. (laughs) This is fitness supplements right now. (laughs) Right. And and that sometimes is the biggest obstacle for a business is when they realize that they have a product, but their demographic or where they had intended on on being used is completely different than where they set out for. Can I ask then, so you go to the website and then, so the first step is really this questionnaire. Yes. So how much went into having the right questions and touching on the right areas. Yeah. So the questionnaire itself, so this fitness program was probably, I think we started that about three years ago. And the questionnaire has really been evolving 
since then. So we've removed all of the questions that have to do with what are your fitness goals? How mm-hmm. is your joint health? That type of thing. Um, as we've gotten more into the research behind um, mental health and diet and nutrition, obviously the microbiome plays a huge role. Or Okay. I'm going to stop you there yeah. because I know a lot of my listeners okay. are familiar with this. Yes. Uh, I've had nutritionists on, I've had yes. naturopathic doctors, but for those that might be new and listening, I yes. do want them to understand what you're saying and, and so that they have a better understanding. So we yeah. can talk about this. The the micro microbiome. The microbiomes. I mean, I, I know we're going to be talking gut health, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So essentially the, the microbiome is this entire ecosystem, if you will, of bacteria that live in your intestinal tract. Um, There are thousands and thousands of strains of them. Your diet alters them. So depending on what you eat, you actually skew your microbiome. So if you eat a lot of carbohydrates and sugary foods, you're naturally going to be feeding the bacteria that eat carbohydrates and sugar. Uh, If you tend to eat a lot of leafy greens, you're going to have bacteria that are involved in the breakdown of those foods instead. So you can actually skew your microbiome. And, and more recently, there's been information that your, your gut microbiome is actually like a fingerprint. It's very unique to you. Um, and a lot of the mental health depression research is now starting to look at this because aside from your brain, your intestinal tract actually has the most neurons anywhere in your body. It's actually able to respond to a lot of the same chemicals that act as neurotransmitters in your brain are acting as signaling molecules within your digestive tract. And so there's definitely some kind of link there. And so there more recently has been a lot of research investigating, okay, so what does the microbiome of someone who's generally happy look like? compared to someone who is struggling with depression. So um, that's what your microbiome is. Right. And and um, so many ailments, a lot of the times it comes back to, to gut health, gut. Yeah, right? And, and people are like scratching their hands, but more and more people are starting to catch on to it. Like the gut health is really triggering so much more in the system. Yeah. It's so critical. And, and digestive health and gut health and this microbiome has been linked to mental health. It's been linked to cardiovascular health. Um, right now, everything is in the gut, it seems. So... So you have this. So now I'll go back. Yes, Thank you for yes. going off track a little bit. Okay. So then you're you're talking about this questionnaire. Yes. Okay. Um, so because of that, we've added we we always had some digestive health questions in there. We've also added a so lot. So is it so digestive health questions like how often are you having a bowel movement? How often like what would those questions be? So like? uh, how often do you experience constipation? How okay. often do you experience diarrhea? Do you experience bloating after eating? Things along along that line. Um, we also ask a lot about inflammatory foods because there's now links between inflammation and the microbiome. There's potential links between inflammation and mental wellness. Those are a little bit more tenuous at this point, um, but a lot of the research tends to be going that way. So we're trying to get an overall view of what do you eat? How well is your body handling what you eat? Um, and how could that be impacting your, your mental wellness mm-hmm. state? So in addition to digestive health and food questions and inflammatory questions, um, we also ask uh, questions about hormonal status. So do you struggle a lot with PMS? Do you find that you're moody? Do you find that you're irritable? Do you find that you experience a lot of migraines? Um, Are you on, we ask about hormonal therapies that you could be on. And then from a mental and cognitive perspective, we ask about uh, feelings of anxiousness, feelings of panic. Um, We have a couple different 
questions that we ask that would link more to feeling down or depressive mm-hmm. like symptoms, that type of thing. Do you allow people to try to understand or differenti- differentiate between panicked or anxious? You know, people are filling out these questions and they, you know, you as a in middle school kind of figured yeah. out that there's something going on. But to, yeah. for people to differentiate, am I sad? Am I anxious? So we tend to do um, a fair bit of asking the same question in a couple different okay. ways. Because the thing, the, the thing that's really interesting about having a questionnaire is that I'll get, I'll touch back on perception because essentially it might not actually be how the person is. It is how they perceive themselves to be. And so another piece of our questionnaire that we've now added is actually an impact scale. So we're asking people, okay, you've just given us um, how you believe your your mental wellness state is, how often is this impacting your life? So how many days are you unable to go to work? How many days is this impacting in a month? Is this impacting your recreational activities? How often do you think this impacts your personal life? Um, because that gives us a little bit more of of a measure because mm-hmm. oftentimes too, it depends on the the mood the person is in when they fill out the questionnaire. If you have someone that's had a terrible day, they're going to say that they have felt anxious the entire month. They haven't been able to do anything when oftentimes it could be a bad day, mm-hmm. right? And so um, to, to get around that or to mitigate that, we do often ask the same question different ways. Different ways. Um, we will come out and ask, uh, and, and it's interesting when you look at the data because we've We'll go back and see that oftentimes a lot of people will score highly on the um, measures or like the symptoms of feeling down or blue. But when you full out ask someone, do you do you think you feel depressed? The answer is always no. But they'll often say they're they're struggle to get out of bed in the morning. They felt down or blue for many days in the previous week, that type of thing. So um, it's pretty interesting. Our, our questionnaire itself has evolved a lot. Mm-hmm. Um how long would someone need to sit down and, and do it and be honest and truthful so that they're getting the best product back? Yeah, I, I would say, again, it depends on the person. And I think it depends also how in tune with their bodies and their own mental state they are at the time. About 10 minutes would probably be average. Mm-hmm. But that being said, if you're if you haven't really sat down and thought, how am I feeling, then it could easily take you 20 or 25 minutes because the hope would be that each question you're going to sit down and really, really think, okay, in the past month, the past 30 days, how have I been feeling, right? You really need to take stock with yourself. So when you have younger people doing this, because I know that there's a big outreach for youth, like a, a younger audience with this, do you suggest them having a parent or do you have? So generally for us, we really, really try to uh, skew towards people who are older. Um, there's a couple reasons for okay. that. There is definitely a huge need within the teenage population. Um, in our case, um, teenagers' brains aren't fully developed. This podcast is brought to you by Extension Marketing. They're a new breed of marketing agency that acts as your virtual marketing department, designing and implementing cost-effective marketing strategies that will grow your business. I can speak to this personally as I've been using the extension marketing team to help me launch and grow my business. Founder Pat Whalen has been a lifesaver for me, a genuine coach guiding me along the way into uncharted territory. Tell them you're a friend of the show and receive a free one-hour consultation. Check them out at extensionmarketing.com. They, they, that's just a mm-hmm. matter of fact. 
And so um, we don't want to be in there giving specific ingredients to try and uh, alter hormonal levels or alter neurotransmitter levels because their hormones are all over the place because they're developing. Okay. They're- so this is really interesting to know. So where where did you kind of set, okay, this is the age, these are the core requirements for this? Yeah. So in general, uh, 18 years or older, um, we do have special situations if we do have um, a parent reach out to us with their kid, with their child saying they're really struggling, is there something you can do? Then we will work with them. They usually aren't streamed into our regular program, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So there's there's a lot more uh, back and forth with the parent and the child to kind of make sure we often start things uh, very, very slowly, get them going on on some very basic things that can help, like an omega-3 fish oil is great. Um, a magnesium supplement oftentimes can work wonders. And those are, are very small changes that someone can make to their mm-hmm. diet to help. So 18 and over is more the the target demo. Yeah. Brain development is at a different it's, level. Yeah, I mean, it still continues usually till about 21 is when a lot of that stuff finalizes. But And when we talk about the actual product itself, yes. I haven't even mentioned it. Like people <laughs> if people in their heads could be thinking, okay, it's this pill, it's Magic a liquid. Yeah. What, you know, yeah. exactly what is it? So it's a powder. Um, and we encourage people to take it as like a, a shake or put it in a smoothie. Um, it's a protein base. And so it's taste-wise, I would say, is similar to a protein powder. Um uh, it's not quite as delicious because we don't use the artificial flavors and the artificial sweeteners. And so when you're hemmed into doing something that's natural, uh, natural flavoring and natural mm-hmm. sweeteners, it's a little bit more of a challenge. Um, and then within this protein powder base, uh, we use various uh, amino acids are really a really big one. Um, we also use a few different herbal ingredients or nutraceutical ingredients, vitamins and minerals. So that's what it, that's what is thrown into this. Yeah. But every powder is individualized. Yes. And so uh, within the powder, what amino acids we use, the dosage that we use, what vitamins and minerals on the dosage, the herbals on the dosage, that is um, all a result of what we see on their questionnaire. So who's doing all of this? Like, do I, I do I see like a like there's a, a couple people in the back room like with measuring cups going type yeah. A is this this much and so uh, the actual questionnaire portion. So we do work with registered nutritional practitioners, and so they are the ones that um, are going over the questionnaires, scoring them. Um, coming up with the formulation, that type of thing. We do have a couple checks. So each formula is looked at by two people. Um, the way the the system that we have right now is we, we have one person generate, go through the questionnaire and generate what's uh, considered more like a base formula. So this is the automatic base. And then the second check, someone goes through um, and goes through the questionnaire with a more fine tooth tooth comb to pick out any of the intricacies because oftentimes just because someone scores one way isn't necessarily the whole picture there at that point is frequently a little bit of back and forth with the client themselves to kind of say okay hey you mentioned you know it you mentioned a little bit of this can you can you elaborate on that more or we have here that you're taking these medications we need the dosages the brands that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. Um, and so then the formula is generated and then we actually have a facility out in Stittsville way out in the west end of town Um, And that's where we produce all of the products. Okay. So it was interesting because there was one point too that I saw there were teas, like there was 
like I don't know why I thought that that it's it's not it's all based in a protein yes powder okay yes it's all powder based um it's possible I know depending on the formula um there could be like a green tea extract in it I think right now we aren't using that one as much that was more for the fitness side of things if you came across like a tea (laughs) ingredient it could have been that um but it is all uh, a protein powder base okay so individualized Mm -hmm. and taken in shakes yes and what has the response been then from people who have over the last you know it's fully in development with this questionnaire for how long since September okay. was when was when we've really started to uh, roll out the formalized program. And what has the response been? It's been it's been pretty good. It's been pretty good. Um, again, I'm a scientist, so like you always, I'm always more I guess on the cautious side of things. Always like cautiously optimistic. Um, we have people that are on it and reordering, and we're getting a lot of really positive feedback from it. Um, so that's good at this point. Uh, we're, we're really just trying to get the message out there that this is available for people. There was a program and I, and I know, I think in talking with your dad, yeah. like the reaching out to mental health, um, practitioners, uh, the yeah. Royal Ottawa hospital. Yeah. What was the, what the connection there and that you want to be able to have these relationships with people that have ac- that are dealing with patients right now. Yeah, so with the Royal Ottawa we're actually speaking with a researcher who was affiliated with there as well as Ottawa U because what we're trying to do so now we have this formalized program and we think it's working really well. We're getting a lot of great feedback, but I want to actually test it. Mm-hmm. Um so we're in the process of pulling together what has now grown into a, a very large controlled research study. Um, so at this point we're looking to foster collaborations, uh, with different academic institutions, because when you're working with academia, it's, it's really nice because they, they hold you to a higher science standard than if you were to just, uh, go it alone, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, and as a science back with the science background, you yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, not to say that industry science isn't good. Industry science is great and it has its place. But I, I grew up in academia. And so to me, academia is is where the real good research happens. And you know it's non-biased because there, there's no horse in that race, so to mm-hmm. speak, right? You're just trying to add to the knowledge pool. Um, and that's something that just personally I'm very passionate about mm-hmm. that if if we are onto something and it's great and it works I want that to be part of the knowledge pool even if we're able to get this study done no one has ever studied something that's customized to the individual before so even coming up with um, a, a rigorous scientific method to test that if we're able to do that and test that that is going to push research itself forward because then another research can come along and say hey someone you know someone has done this and so now maybe I can use that protocol and change it a little bit and and test something in a personalized fashion as well it's about it's about starting to get that accepted so now that you have this so between Royal Ottawa between your the academic studies how will this come together? Is it something that they would try and use with their own patients? How, no. how do you see this happening? No. So at this point, we don't have a formal collaboration. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll come right out and say that. We do have a researcher that is very interested in working with us. So she, her specialty is studying the microbiome mm-hmm. and how that links to different um, uh, mental 
health issues. Um, so she is very interested in collaborating and working with us. So um, what it would look like from, we're still trying to work out all the details as far as how this would actually look because we are bringing together, it's, we're trying to bring together a whole bunch of people and a whole bunch of um, institutions that don't work together. Mm-hmm. So It's a challenge. <laughs> yeah. So right off the bat, um, being in natural health products and uh, trying to work within um, mental health or mental wellness right off the bat, that is not very accepted. And so um, trying to get uh, respected researchers on board can be difficult. So we have one. So that's good. Um, and so from there, it's trying to figure out Uh, the best way to push the study forward that is going to really um, keep it within that higher rigor of science. So what are you hoping to see with this? I mean, it was years of development, years of changing the formula and the products and the questionnaires to really understand who is benefiting truly from this product. Where do you hope to see this go? From a research perspective or from a business perspective? Let's go with both. both. I mean, I think they both go hand in hand. Yes, yes. I would I would love to do um, to to see the the formal controlled trial go forward. Obviously, you always hope for positive results. Um, even if we don't get positive results in a controlled setting, we are going to have a ton of information from it. So um, I really hope, honestly, that that the product gets big enough, the the science is strong enough to back it, that people people trust it and people are willing to try it as an option. Mm-hmm. This is definitely not an option for everybody. Um, but I really feel within women's mental health in particular, there aren't enough options for people. Like right now, if if you're you're told you have generalized anxiety disorder, like Great. What do you do with Go that? Go live your life. Yeah, exactly. Um, there are definitely uh, medications you can take, and a lot of people respond really, really well to them, and a lot of people don't. And so if you're one of those people that has been given a diagnosis um, and tried medications and they're, they're not working or you don't like them, um, or you find that the medication is working to a certain degree, but now you have side effects from it, there's not a whole lot of, of other options that you can take. You can do cognitive behavioral therapy for sure. And that is a great help I've done. I know I've done a lot of it. Um, but I just, I, I would love for people to, I would love for this to, I guess, get mainstream acceptance enough mm-hmm. that people know it's, it's just another option for someone to take. They're popping the powder into their protein shakes <laughs> anyway. Yes. Why not add the, the things that are going to enhance yes. a positive mental state and feeling yeah exactly and that's and that's the whole thing is that just um if it's someone that's out there and they're struggling um there's always something else you can try right like i'm i'm maybe i'm very much a fixer right but it's just keep trying things until you find something that works and i would love for this to become part of that option pool that's out there so if if it's all coming down to mental like the you call we're saying mental health, but yeah. it's behavior, feeling, um, yeah. depression, anxiety. Yeah. But I mean, I know in there that you had like menstrual, like how is your menstrual cycle, right? <laughs> like, are we yes. PMSing really bad, or are we just trying to alleviate, you know, yeah. really bad cramping? Yeah. You know, like there's so many different triggers as to. Yeah. And women are so complicated. Yes, we are. <laughs> like we're complicated creatures, right? Yes. And we are so uniquely different. Yeah. That we're all reacting to these 
different medicines or different medications or different supplements very differently. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that um, is also very unique about about the product and about the research again is that we we have I call them three pillars for lack of a better term um, but we have this this three pillared approach and it's that your your mental wellness isn't just in your head your entire body is going to play into that so if your hormones are all going crazy you're not going to feel great I'm sure Many of us have experienced that with PMS or postpartum or when you're pregnant, your hormones go wild and you're not feeling great. Um, you're again, the gut microbiome can all feed into that. So we really look at it as these three key areas. So your, your brain health or your, your neuronal health, I guess your neural health, um, your hormonal health and your digestive health. And how do those three pieces come together, um, to affect your mental wellness overall? And then it, it comes into effect Amy. So let's yes. break down the Amy part, right? Yes. So A was for anxiety. Yes. Um, okay. And anxiety symptoms. Um, the M is for mood balance or mood imbalance. I is for irritability because we see a lot of women uh, tend to struggle. Their anxiety um, or if they're feeling a little bit down, that can often come out in irritability, right? Like you just don't have, you're stressed out. So you just don't have time for your kid that just won't put on their shoes, right? That type of thing. Um, and then E is for energy levels because it's exhausting. Um, and a lot of women feel they need that that energy boost to just keep going, keep going. Would the end result maybe be that you're able to get the gut health back on track and back feeling good and that maybe the success is that eventually the a woman or somebody can get off of this product yes while so. you're in while you're in a business <laughs> I was a gonna business say. mind frame <laughs> yes at the end of the day with your background and the science behind it that you yeah. would hope that you would rebalance somebody that they could wean themselves off of it eventually yes so don't don't tell my dad um but <laughs> he might be banging on the door I, I know I know <laughs> baby's gonna start screaming yeah. <laughs> um but ultimately for me that that is that's the ultimate goal right if you can have or even if someone were to take our product for a certain period of time and then maybe think like hey you know what I now feel that I'm in a place where I can go for some cognitive behavioral therapy. I'm ready to implement those strategies that before just felt it was too much work to implement, right? Therapy is work. It's tough. And so um, I would I would absolutely love it if our product becomes something that's transient. It's something that someone takes and it, you know, it gives them it, it gives them that little push that they need to make other changes in their life, whether it's diet, whether it's starting to exercise, whether um, it is saying, hey, you know what, I need to go to my doctor and I need medication for this because this product has given me a little glimpse that I don't need to live that way, but I do need something more. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's giving them that push to say, you know what, my therapist has been on my case to to do these, these um, behavioral, this behavioral training, but I just haven't been able to do it. If our product can give them that push and then we are able to wean them off it because over time we tailor, right? And as mm-hmm. people are getting better, we are dececreasing um, right, their dose, I, right, because right? their, their questionnaire, the doses would change exactly. as, they're, as they're shifting. Exactly. So that that continues to be that that questionnaire, that dosage, that yes. training and and 
making them each unique yes really plays a balance so it's not like a one one time shot it no. will shift it will change yeah so it's unique to the individual and it's unique to them over time right and the other thing that's really interesting is if if we have a client and they're doing really well but then they have a major event right life events happen um and if they have a major stressor and we see that on their questionnaire or they even contact us and say hey this just happened you know, mm -hmm. what can you guys do? We're able to tailor their, their formula to provide a little bit more support during that time. Can men take this? So right now the program is designed primarily for women. Um, we do have, uh, a male option for it, but we're not actively in the market with it. It is something that's available. It so if someone it knew someone like right now, we actually end up with um, a lot of women referring their husbands or their brothers, that kind of thing. Right. Um, so we do we do accept them. They're streamed into a different yeah, program. They're, they're not answering the menstrual cycle no, questions. But no, would they exactly. Be, but would they be answering like erectile issues yes. or libido? Like would yes. they be answering a different one? So have you created a questionnaire yet for that? We do have one. Audience. It is, yes. yes. It is in its, I guess, beta version mm -hmm. at this point because we are trying to figure out um, the best way to get honest answers to the male hormonal questions. Um, you can always ask a question, but you got to make sure the, the answers are reliable, right? Mm -hmm. um, so yes, we have it. Uh, it's not something that we are, are really advertising or pushing, but um, we do have people referred to us and we do right. accept them. When you have the woman who's feeling much better and she's looking around her household <laughs> going, hey, hey, honey, yes, <laughs> maybe yes. maybe now that I've noticed what's going on with me, yeah, it's, it's really interesting to see. When you look at the nutritional aspect, because you've mentioned nutrition in this quite often, yeah. what would you suggest to people right now who are, are wavering, they're tinkering, they're going, hey, do I want to try this? Do I not? Like, where would you say is the best place to start? What would be baby steps? As far as trying our product? Trying or the product or thinking that things. they might want to take the product, but like, okay, let's try all of these other checklist items, yeah, right? Yeah. So from a nu nutritional perspective, um, protein, protein, protein. Try and get yourself some more protein. And the reason that that's important is protein is broken down into what are called amino acids. And amino acids are actually the base of your neurotransmitters. And so if you're someone that tends to uh, have a very carbohydrate-rich diet, you might not be getting enough protein or you might not be getting enough protein for you in, in your circumstance. And so um, that's one pretty easy change to make just from a dietary perspective. And when you talk about the amino acids, what are they doing? So yeah. the, the amino acids are actually, uh, your body takes them and turns them into neurotransmitters. And so if you... If you have, if you don't have enough of them, you might not be able to turn them into the neurotransmitters that you need. So, um, is it to say if you eat more protein, you're going to make more neurotransmitters? No, definitely mm -hmm. not. But if that is the case in your situation, you may as well try eating some more protein, and it might help you. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, another really big one is omega three fish oil. There's been a lot, a lot of research on uh, the benefits that that can have from a mental health perspective. Um, and then the other big one is magnesium. Everyone, I think magnesium's gained a fair. I always say everyone knows about magnesium. Not everyone knows about magnesium, um, but it's really great for th for sleep. Um, relaxation, that type of thing. So I would say those are some some baby steps you mm -hmm. can take. The other one, again, it sounds so cliche, diet and exercise. But honestly, diet and exercise, 
Um, and by diet, it's not diet that you're restricting calories. No, it's diet no. in, that, in, in a healthy eating, healthier yes. choices. Yes, I mean, exactly. Choices. And I mean, even from even from the the perspective that yes, protein is one thing because um, have enough protein, you can make lots of neurotransmitters. But also the fact that if you're eating lots of leafy greens, if you're eating a protein rich diet, if you're staying away from artificial flavors and sweeteners and refined sugars, that can start to actually shift your gut microbiome as well. And um, if you have a positive shift that way, that could potentially for you translate into a positive shift um, in mental wellness as well. But again, I always say um, you have to find what works for you. Mm -hmm. We're all individuals. We're all unique. We all experience anxiety differently. I mean, my generalized anxiety looks very different than someone else's, right? And so a lot of it is figuring out what works for, for you for, like, from a dietary perspective. Okay, so I have listeners right now and are gonna, I'm going to go try this questionnaire and yes. I'm going to get this protein and I'm yes. going to try it. How long do you, you usually say until someone feels? <laughs> feels an effect? Yes. Well, it depends if it's you or if it's someone telling you. <laughs> um, As it was in your case. Yes, exactly, right. exactly. Um, and a lot of it depends too, uh, again, on the questionnaire. So a quick example, if someone tends to have a lot of dietary issues, um, a lot of digestive issues with... Uh, some tweaking with some ingredients can actually be fixed fairly quickly. And so those people will often start to feel better just because they're not feeling Bleh. all the time, right? They're not having as much bloating. They're not stressing about diarrhea and where's the next bathroom, that kind of thing. And so right off the bat, um, if that's a problem, then usually within two to three weeks, you can start to feel better. If it's something that tends to be... Um, a little bit more difficult than that, then it can take a couple of months. Um, in my case, it was other people that started noticing the difference around me. Um, it wasn't me. And for me, often, um, I don't notice the difference when I'm taking it. It's when I stop taking it. And then all of a sudden, I start having these um, anxious thoughts creep up again and then it takes me a little while to realize like okay this isn't logical this mm -hmm. is my brain has started going again and then I'm like oh oh yeah I've I've forgotten to to yeah. take my shake <laughs> I find it fascinating the science behind it now yeah. Amy is 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 pretty much the big passion project the big baby yes. of Statera yes uh and so if people are going onto that website what will they find in terms of because there's a lot of research and development that's going on there yes yeah, so there's a lot of research and development that's going on um our website right now we do have a separate amy website you can access the questionnaire on it on the home page if you scroll down there's a get started button um that's where you fill out the questionnaire and then that goes to one of our uh practitioners for mm -hmm. review um, the website itself, we do have a little bit of information as far as the self-reported evidence that we have right now. So, uh, where we've seen improvement, um, it touches on the fact that we are, um, in the process of starting this controlled research, um, project. So there's a little bit of information mm -hmm. on that. Uh, there's some more information on the ingredients that we use. Um, we have a list of them because not everybody gets every ingredient, um, right, because it's individual. Yeah, exactly. But we do have a list of, of the ingredients that we use. Um, and then if there's ever any questions about anything, um, I love to – we all love to answer people's questions. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a super nerd, so um, we're available to answer any questions that people have. 
There's a lot of people behind it. I know your, your dad kind of takes on this entrepreneurial, he's the business mindset. Yeah. You've got the science. I yeah. know that Kathy Smart had just has, has joined in also. Yes. And her nutrition background, especially, uh, you know, when you're talking about the, the gut, right? Oh, With her yeah. gluten-free and understanding yeah. how, how what a huge impact. And she's one of the leaders, yes. world leaders in, in kind of in gluten-free yeah. aspect of cooking and foods. Yeah, so, so. It's, it's really great that she's um, come on to work with us. So we're really, really excited about that. And she's just a lovely person. There's <laughs> oh, a lot of energy there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's <laughs> just, just great to have around in general. Yeah. Um, and very caring uh, with the clients, that type of thing. And then so. the other researchers that are on hand? Yeah. So our head of research who does um, a lot of our, I guess, the the tough work as far as forging the collaborations and overseeing the studies, that's Dr. Delphi Dougal-Tessier. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has her undergraduate degree is in psychology and then her PhD in neuroscience. So we actually met in graduate school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's the one that uh, runs all the the research and comes up with the protocols and deals with the ethics. And yeah. Don't you love the compliance aspect too eventually? There's another one that, that deals with compliance. Yes, Would you be interested yes. to go back now to Ottawa U and to talk to the students? Because, I mean, you graduated from this program, yeah, right? Yeah. And to, to go back and say you have no idea the possibility Yes. Of what you're studying. Yeah, it's um, it's really interesting. Another thing that's really opened my eyes um, just from a research perspective is the, the possibilities with industry and academic collaboration because there are so many. And so I would... I would love to go back. I've actually gone back and given career day talks in the past just to tell to tell these young researchers like there there are options outside academia. Um, and if you have a, a an idea, a research idea, don't give up on it, especially if it's something that academ- academia isn't open to initially, right? Because academia can be dogmatic. There's things that you do and there's things that you don't do. Um, but keep pushing. Just keep pushing because that's what pushes research forward. That That's what pushes innovation forward. And you felt that. There was a breakthrough a breakthrough for you you start to create something with one aspect of science and then you realized you know it was an accident not necessarily accidental but where the research leads yeah exactly exactly um and again I mean I I do come from more of that academic background Mm. and so I always joke like how did I end up in like natural health products because I hate natural health products Mm. but here we are um so but the science was right yeah yeah exactly exactly and we are um, with doing the controlled study, we want that science backing behind it because that's how it's going to, that's how it's going to actually make a larger difference, right? Is if, if you have that strong science, then people are going to start to take notice. Well, definitely took notice. I loved uh, when I was approached by you guys and be like, hey, we know that you're kind of into this and you, yeah. you know, you talk about this often and I thought it was a really interesting topic and yeah. and just giving people, as you mentioned, options. If yeah. they're trying certain things and they're not quite working or they're they're feeling off, yeah. there are different things that they can try and especially too with that natural holistic exactly. background behind it that you're not yeah. messing yourself up with these meds or that you're trying to get off. So I thought it was really interesting. And so yeah. the, the concept is aimed. Amy, A-M, um, I-E. A- 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 <laughs> uh, so you can find, so Amy has its own website. Yes, it's do you know Amy.com. And then if not, go to Statera, yes. which is the overall the big company yes. that you guys have. And you yeah. can find the links and everything there. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you so much. I think this was awesome. I'm doing this because I can hear your baby. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, we've given her about an hour. The baby's going... I need my mom. Yeah. Uh, so your dad and 
co-founder with you yes. is kind of, I think, pacing outside. So yeah. really appreciate you taking the time oh. and really best of luck with this. Yeah. I hope you're able to get that collaboration going with institutions and science and research so that there yeah. is all of that available. But hopefully you got the information that you needed out of the podcast. And please, as I mentioned, if you are listening, let people know about it. Tell them about it. Share the information. Like it. Subscribe. Uh, always helps to be able to see this podcast grow. It was really fun. I had the one on the relationship that was on and I had like a whole bunch of Insta stories of people that were tagging their friends who were in really <laughs> troublesome relationships oh, no. going, you got to listen to this podcast. Yeah. So that yeah. is the best thing. And if you have uh, friends, if you know of someone who's suffering, pass this on, like send them the link and then hopefully they're able to hear some of the information and make those decisions and themselves. A, another big piece too, if you know someone that's struggling, is just getting the conversation started with them. Um, again, we just want to be an option. Uh, but we may not be the best option for everyone. So, but you're there. You're getting the dialogue yes, started. Exactly, I love it. Thank you exactly. so much, Allison. Thanks I really so much appreciate for it. Me. Uh, and that's a wrap on living your life with Leanne Lang. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know? And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world, and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.